What's up, Red Raider Nation? Welcome to episode 69 of the Lone Raider Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. I am your host, Jonah Young. And with me today is a man who tried bungee jumping naked, but forgot that the cord was not attached. We got Nathan Zuniga in the house. What's up, Zuni? How you doing today, man? How am I still alive? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm fine, Jonah. How you doing today, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Um... You know, I, I feel like we need to go over just a little bit of what happened last week, why we did not record an episode after especially everything that happens in the week prior. Um, yeah, we had a bit of an audio blunder. Like, there's no way to put it. We had a bit of audio blunder. It was just unusable audio for the most part. And we had to go ahead and scrap the entire thing, uh, which kind of sucked because uh, who's not here today, uh, Nesto, who's with us in spirit, of course, he was actually on that episode last week. And it just sucked because we recorded a whole episode, felt like it went well, it went great. And then unusable. Uh, We've since got the issue fixed, but yeah, not without, uh, not without a cost. So, you know, kind of wrap up what we were talking about last week's. Uh, yeah, great win over Kansas. You know, we wanted to talk about that. We had a very long segment on the uh, on our win versus Kansas uh, that unfortunately I'll never hear. Uh, Pat Mahomes uh, winning another Super Bowl, awesome. Um, and then yeah, yeah, that's basically what took up majority of the episode, along with some other uh, rants and topics that we uh, discussed, and maybe that uh, we might get into again this week. Who knows? But. Uh, yeah, Nesto is not on the podcast today. He is with us in spirit. Uh, today, though, is Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. And on this week's episode, we got a little bit to get to. Not as much as we did last week, but a little bit to get to. Uh, Tech Tech Red Raider Baseball opened uh, opened up a, a season in Arlington at the Shriners Children's College Classic. We're going to talk about the matchups out there, see how the Red Raiders fared. Uh, of course, we're going to uh, talk about the basketball outings versus Iowa State and TCU. I'm going to go ahead and preview the matchup versus UCF, of course, ending with our good vibes vibe of the week. Before we get into that, though, guys, I want to remind you all to go follow our social media accounts. Keep up with us on the socials. We do primarily use Twitter. Uh, that is at Lone Raider Pod on Facebook, Twitter, or X. And Instagram, you can find us, stream us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and on YouTube. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star review and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on the platform of your choice. As always, we appreciate y'all for supporting another Texas Tech Sports Podcast that is brought to you by the fans who give some dams and are also officially powered by the South Plainsman. Be sure to check them out. That is at South Plainsman on both Twitter and Instagram. All right, Zuni. Um, I don't know if you heard it this past weekend, uh, but we had a little bit of baseball action going on. A little bit of baseball action going on out there in Arlington at the Rangers home stadium at the Shriners Children's College Classic. Had three games played against Tennessee, Nebraska, and Oregon. I know most of y'all probably didn't watch it because it was on that god-awful network known as Flow Sports, which you had to pay Flow $30 to stream these games for this entire weekend, which I inevitably did being the baseball fan that I am. I did. Yeah, I, I went and paid it. I canceled my subscription immediately, but I did eventually cave in. But Did you, you get know, a like free week trial or something? No, and that's the, that, that's why Flow sucks, man. It's because they don't even give you that free <laughs> trial. And they knew they, that too. <laughs> well, man, they I guess they... God damn it. They, they did air one 
one free game on YouTube Live, but it was like I think Nebraska and Baylor, uh, that game that that they aired on for free on YouTube Live. So I'm like, golly, man, you aired like the worst game. Come on. <laughs> but uh, getting into the matchups though against uh, Tennessee, start off with the uh, opening season against the Tennessee Volunteers, ninth ranked Tennessee Volunteers. Um, it was not a particularly great outing for Texas Tech as they fell six to two against the Vols. Uh, it was, you know, a day where you could tell there was some rust, rust on the bats, rust in the mound. Yeah, I was very curious to see how Kyle Robinson would look. I was curious to see how some of the new guys on this team would locate McGee, uh, TJ Pompey, who we'll get to here in a second. Um, and just other guys like that that I was really curious to see on the mound and uh, on the mound and at the plate. But, you know, I think for the most part, you know, we were kind of, as the game went on, we were kind of just testing out arms, I feel like, because uh, we ended up putting like seven guys uh, on the mound and uh, seeing just kind of what stuck. Uh, but who got the start was actually Kyle Robinson. Kyle Robinson went uh, three and two thirds innings, gave up four hits, two earned runs, had four strikeouts, but they give up two walks. Uh, had uh, uh, some other relievers step in. The other um, notable reliever was actually Josh the Sandman Sanders, who probably had the best um, best time in relief. He uh, pitched two full innings, gave up zero hits, zero earned runs, got three strikeouts and zero walks. Uh, other notable performers at the plate was Owen Washburn, with three at-bats, one hit, and one run scored. The other one, the aforementioned TJ Pompey, three at-bats, one hit, and two RBIs driven in. So, yeah, he was a very delightful surprise. Uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about him a lot more moving forward. The six foot four true freshman shortstop. Um, yeah, I, I think this guy... Uh, this guy's definitely going to ball out for us and going to be a uh, guy that's going to become a fan favorite here really soon. Uh, but yeah, you know, not really much to get to as far as the game against Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee definitely had, um, definitely had, definitely had the arms, man. Uh, their uh, starting pitcher, AJ Russell, and their reliever, uh, AJ Causey, um, just absolutely lit it up against you. You had no, no answer, no response to that. And, uh, you know, you, Pay the price for it, you know. They had a they're they're a really good team. They were in Omaha, I believe, last season, and yeah, they're going to continuously be in the top ten uh, for the rest of the year, most likely, unless they just absolutely fall off. But you know, you got to see where you were at. wasn't a great game, but you know, hey, you live to play tomorrow against Nebraska, which you had a much better outing against. Uh, you end up winning that game six to three. Uh, some no performances from Tracer Lopez with five at bats, one hit, one run scored, and one RBI. Drew Woodcox uh, with three at bats, two hits, one run scored. Owen Washburn four at bats, two hits, one run scored, and the aforementioned TJ Pompey four at bats, two hits, one run scored, and one RBI on the mound. He had Zane Petty. Zane, you know, not necessarily looking. Uh, Looking sharp. Yeah, we'll just put it that way. He was not looking sharp out there. Uh, did go two full innings before having to get pulled. Uh, got uh, Gave up two earned runs, one hit. Had just one strikeout, but gave up four walks. So, yes, the walks is still an issue for Zane Petty. I hope he figures it out. I was really hoping that that was something he worked on in the offseason, but clearly needs to still shake off a little bit more rust. It is early on in the year. I, I'm not going to make that uh, uh, make a judgment too soon, but Definitely something that you need to get corrected soon. Uh, in relief, though, uh, Mac Hewer, uh, who uh, actually pitched the longest in relief, uh, going three and a third, 
gave up just five hits, one earned run, had two strikeouts, zero walks. And then Ryan Free, uh, two and two-thirds innings pitched, gave just two hits, zero earned runs, three strikeouts, and no walks. So just noble performances uh, on Saturday for the win versus Nebraska. Nebraska, you know, um, getting back on track. You know, they're not necessarily a great team in the baseball realm, but definitely one that... Um, is 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 on the come up, but just not quite there yet. Are they are they better than Abilene Christian? Um, that's 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 no. Okay, okay. <laughs> there you go. Alrighty, that's all I need uh, to know. Let's just say uh, they, they are better than Abilene Christian. I I will are say they? that. I will say that. The fact that there was such a long pause. I'm sorry, buddy. Anyway, think about that one. <laughs> it was what I had to think about. <laughs> Um, in fairness, Abilene Christian isn't bad at baseball. I don't think they're yeah, no. bad at baseball. I think they're pretty decent, actually. Not too bad. Got got some really good <laughs> pieces. Actually, one that I'm going to talk about uh, who transferred over to Texas Tech. One we're going to talk about here in just a little bit. Uh, oh, but yeah, uh, you end up winning uh, Nebraska. Got the first dub on the season uh, against another uh, Power Five team, which is always good. You know, it's good for the uh, good for the RPI. I think maybe I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, great win. Uh, they're in Arlington on day two. And then you got Sunday playing Oregon. Now, this was a very, very interesting game. Very offensive game. Tech does end up getting the win over the Ducks. So we are undefeated versus Oregon this year in 2024. Okay. Uh, just just <laughs> want to throw that out there. Uh, and yeah, very notable offense performances. You did go up six to zero, I believe, in the second inning, put up a six spot there. You're thinking, okay, this game's punch well over, but no, Oregon came storming back in the later innings, put up a four spot. Uh, they put up a couple twos, um, but Texas Tech just kept on, uh, just didn't go away. You know, they, they didn't let Oregon get too much momentum flowing on their side. They're giving up, you know, just scoring a run here, a run there, a run there, a run there. They just weren't stop. They, they just could not stop scoring, which is awesome. Uh, some notable performances. Uh, Tracer Lopez, again, four at-bats, one hit, one run scored, two RBIs driven in, and a home run in this game, followed by Austin Green, five at-bats, three hits, two runs scored, four RBIs, and one home run as well. Damian Bravo, uh, who is now an outfielder, by the way. He's now playing in right field as opposed to being a, a relief pitcher last season. Uh, he had four at-bats, three hits, two runs scored, and four RBIs driven in as well. On the mound, you had Jack Washburn, the Ole Miss transfer who transferred in last season but had to sit out due to an injury. Uh, he had four innings pitched, gave up six hits, three in runs, six strikeouts, and one walk. Followed that up with a performance by Derek Bridges, who had uh, went just a just two thirds of an inning, gave two hits, one earned run, and one strikeout with one walk. Josh the Sandman Sanders came in with one hit, uh, going a, an inning and a third, gave up two hits, one earned run, two two strikeouts, and had uh, one walk as well. And then Max Huffling, the ACU transfer. Uh, the long, I, I think this guy's a really good long reliever. I mean, he went three innings in this game. Gave up, uh, gave up six hits, a uh, one earned run, had seven strikeouts and zero walks. That is the All line right. that you really want to see. And I was very, very impressed with Max Huffling's performance out there, and definitely what's a big reason why you got the win in the closing innings. That's right. Of this game. Way to go, boys. What made Jones thirty dollars spent? Yes, it? very well spent. <laughs> we got to see two wins. You know, we'd love to see three, but got two wins out of it. 
Uh, Max Huffling, by the way, you know how tall this guy is? Uh, six, eight. Six, nine. Oh, I was <laughs> you were off. off. <laughs> I was an inch off. My bad. Nine, hey, man. So that ball is coming between... down with some below, man. And yeah, I, I I very much will look forward to seeing this guy be more of a long reliever as well. So yeah, you end up yeah, going two and one on the weekend judge, eh? in the Shriners Probably. College Classic. Uh, but that was not all from Arlington as uh, you stayed there at the Rangers Stadium uh, to, uh, for two more games against UT Arlington, which happened yesterday, and then Oregon State, which happened today. Uh, UT Arlington, pretty much, well, as you'd expect, an outing. Won that game 13-1. to Big performance by Kevin Bazell. <laughs> Five at-bats, two hits, two runs scored, two RBIs. Gavin Cash finally got a home run. Cash <laughs> money, right? Cash money. Which, I'm by the sorry. way, you're probably listening to that. Uh, <laughs> you were probably listening to uh, that weekend, and you're like, "Man, you didn't mention Gavin Cash or Bazell." Well, honestly, they had fair weekends. You know, they 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 just didn't really shine. Well, against UT Arlington, they shined very very well. Kevin Bazell and Gavin Cash, Cash Money, good do another see, uh, uh, sound yeah, effect good in to there see right the, here. <laughs> good to hear another return by the boys, man. It's our, it's. Well, the one thing I know I haven't really been, you know, chiming in too much on baseball, considering this is Jonah's, you know, love and joy and it's still earlier in the season, but um, like really early in the season. But um, the one thing I like about baseball is that there are actually are like returning faces. You don't really get that too much in <laughs> basketball, at least not of late. And in football, it's trending that way. So, yeah, yeah. It's nice to to hear some familiar faces in the background, as well as some new ones. Like I'm hoping to see, you know, the improvement of the younger guys. Considering it sounds like uh, Taddy was kind of throwing everybody, throwing everything at the wall. It sounds like just trying to yeah. figure out the rotation. So, I mean, it's an yeah. early, early what he season had outings, right? So, early on, what he had in the bullpen. So, you know, and what plus, is it? Texas Tech under well, Tadlock typically doesn't start the season off very hot, anyways. So. Is to be honest is. with you, the starting rotation is never the same at the end of the season no, either, no. or even midway, right? So, yeah, yeah that's the one thing. One thing I do ticking. like he keeps keeps me honest. I never know who's <laughs> going to be on the mound. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> never know. But uh, Gavin but, Cash's line uh, had five at bats, had two hits, two runs scored, two RBIs, basically the same uh, line as Kevin Bazell, uh, but had a home run to right center in the third, though. That's the only difference between him and Bazell. On the mound, true freshman Brady Trombello. Trombello, really good, what? Oh really my God. good. Trombello, long boy. Trombello. Brady Trombello went four innings, four full innings. And gave up just four hits, no earned runs, had four strikeouts, zero walks. That is a pretty fantastic first start of the year. Trombello, so. man, what do you think that originated? Italian? I'm joking. That could be like Irish, for all I know. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna get into this ancestry.com stuff with you. So I like hearing the sports name sometimes, man. They got some pretty funny ones. Yeah, that, that's a baseball name for sure. For sure. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a baller yeah. name for sure. <laughs> so yeah, you end up getting the win over UT Arlington, 13 to 1. And then today against Oregon State, we really don't need to talk about this one. You uh, seventh ranked Oregon State came in and uh yeah, they kind of took you uh, took the woodshed in this one. They beat you 10 to 4. Um, Oregon State, you, once again, top 10 ranked team. Very good yeah, program. Very good baseball team. Uh, won the College World Series not too long ago. 
Uh, so Noble performs the so by Austin Green, who had three at bats, one hit, one run scored, two RBIs. Uh, Damian Bravo as well, five at bats, three hits, one run scored, and no RBIs. On the mound was Jacob Rogers, went two full innings, gave up four hits, four run runs, had three strikeouts, and one walk. You know, I would say thus far to kind of wrap up the baseball talk from what I've seen thus far is that the guys really have so far not taken as big of a step forward, especially the younger guys like Jacob Rogers and uh, uh, Zane Petty that I really was hoping that they would. Yeah. But Josh, but it is early. Is kinda, on. Yeah. Josh Sanders is kind of taking that, that forward. Josh step, Sanders has so, been you know really I mean? good. He, he's so, been probably one of my so that's, favorite. That's uh, relievers, so, yeah. see. Seeing his progression go from last year to this year. I mean, he looks like he's going to be, Knee deep yeah. in the rotation, right? Last and year, kind Free of was well. like towards the end. Yeah, Ryan Free as well. So, um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. Be interesting yeah, I like what see, you have but... in Max Huffling. I would like to see, uh, who's I it, like Pompeii, some Josh right? just eat up some more innings, though. I know you want to use him both days on like a Friday and a Sunday. That's kind of typically what you have in mind. It'd be for ideal, him. right? But you know, gonna, but I, I would yeah. like to see him go. I mean, if he can go, like, get, like if he's throwing heat. Put him out there for two or three innings, you know, like just leave him out there, let him ball, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, that's the only like my only issue, like with Josh Sanders. Um, because I think he's a guy that could definitely eat up some innings for you, but I know what Tadlock wants to do with him, so at least I have a feeling what he wants to do with him. Fair enough, but yeah, you know, so far it is early on, you're three and two right now. You uh, actually jumped up in the rankings after the weekend, you were 21 going in, you're now the 19th ranked team in the country. As of right now, could change the Oregon State game, but you know you do host Texas Southern at home this weekend. Uh, finally, get to come home this weekend after five. <laughs> uh, kind of a kind of interesting. We uh, we're gonna get real familiar with that ballpark. You know, we've played five games there to start the year, and we end the season there in Big Twelve play for the Big Twelve tournament. So gonna be real familiar with that ballpark by that time. Nice. Yeah, that kind of wraps up the baseball talk. Let's go ahead and move on to some basketball. So this week, uh, split went one one and one uh, this this past week, uh, dropping to Iowa State, tenth ranked Iowa State at Hilton Coliseum, eighty two to seventy four. You know, I do have to give credit to this team though; they did. Bite. They did stick around when things looked like they were getting just absolutely out of order. Uh, they did not have Warren Washington in this game, you know, as we've mentioned. In kind the, of a huge, uh, huge yeah, loss. Pretty, pretty big loss for the Red Raiders, considering how much defense and offense really runs through him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I am pretty happy with the resilience that this team really showed, um, especially down the stretch when it kind of seemed like they were you know, just going to give up and going to let them run it away. It kind of looked like they were dead in the water yeah, at one point. Absolutely. You know, so, so, yeah, no, I mean, it, it sucks to take an L. It always does. But I mean, it's, that was, I mean, you, y'all <laughs> will never hear it. Maybe we'll have the, I don't know, our Snyder cut version of the, the podcast last week. But, um, yeah, it was, it, we we pretty much came to the terms that we probably weren't going to win that game, right? So mm-hmm. the fact that we lost wasn't too surprising. I just wanted us to lose by a respectable number, which we did, right? It was less than 10 points. Eight points, you know, not great. Yeah. Love to at least be in the same digit, digit column at least, right? But, I mean, Iowa State, man, they're, they're up there. 
in the nation is one of the best basketball teams. I know they just lost to Houston. Uh, we made that argument a while ago last week, uh, saying whether or not Houston or Iowa uh, State was the best you know team in the Big Twelve, and I think Houston is slowly um, slowly starting to solidify themselves as one of the top dogs. And I'm starting as to pull cheerers. away late. Right, right. So they're they're definitely up there, so they'll find themselves as an S tier, tier one type of team in the Big Twelve, where you can make the argument that Tech is like just on just on the cuffs of making that, but we'd be considered like an A team tier, especially where we are staying in our rankings. But Iowa State, um, Houston, like those are the the cream of the crop right now. So I mean, losing to them doesn't hurt my feelings, especially the way we lost to Houston. <laughs> so like when we compare that to if we go apples to apples on both of those those scores on those games like we were competing in this one and if we're competing with our our contenders in our division then i mean that i'm happy that means that at least we have a chance right i don't want another houston fiasco where we lose by 20 and it's already over by like the beginning of the second half so yeah i but, hear you yeah i would say man it was it's fine we we're not healthy or we're kind of, you know, it was an away game. The guy that usually yeah. is our, our momentum spark getting dunks for us is Warren Washington. So when you don't really have that in an away game, it's hard to really find energy to feed off of, you know? I mean, I'm sure we have experience, especially on the road this season. But, I mean, still a tough place to play in Ames, man. Like, would you at yeah. this point say that's a, a top five in environment, I guess. Would you say Iowa State? It has to be right. Oh, the country? Uh, not country. Let's just go off Big Twelve. Like if we're talking environment to play. I mean, I yeah, I think you can make crazy, an argument, right? honestly, for for the yeah. country. To be fair, you know, you can I make mean, an like definitely top ten. Get, I'd they say they get rowdy. They get rowdy. Out they have there, not, man, yeah, they have so. not lost a game at home this year. So you, you can see why, especially if you watch that game, the crowd gets into it and. Uh, it's, definitely, it's tough, definitely big home court advantage. But it's a, it's a great basketball environment. Just yeah, as a basketball absolutely. fan, like I love to see that. But um, that's tough to win against. So yeah, I mean, hats off tough to, to win against taking care of business. Tough place to play. Uh, going over some numbers though, from uh, from Texas Tech, you were led by Joe Toussaint, who had 16 Joe points, Toussaint, one rebound, my boy. Four assists, followed by Robert Jennings, who had 13 points, five rebounds, one assist, and one block as well. Then uh, uh, then it was Darian Williams, who gave you 12 points, two assists, and 11 rebounds. God, this dude's just a, just a board machine, man. Just can't stop getting the boards. <laughs> and then uh, followed by uh, Chance McMillan off the bench. I uh, led you off the bench, gave you 10 points, two assists, and six rebounds in this game. You know, um, I, I got to say, like, I was very, I was thoroughly impressed with uh, Robert Jennings' performance in this game, uh, mm-hmm. kind of filling in that big man slot, uh, you know, and, and especially in the, in the next game that we're going to talk about, I really feel like he's starting to come on as this player, getting playing with a lot more confidence, playing a lot bigger than what he is, uh, if that makes any sense. No, you know, for sure. Only kind of only a six foot seven guy, but having to guard guys, you know, six ten, seven footers, uh, down low, and uh, you know, doing a holding his own, doing doing a doing a pretty decent job, and of course, getting points and getting rebounds, and um, trying to trying to make things happen. You know, try to get out to your uh, to your big scores as well. Also, I give a shout out to Kyron Lindsay in this game, who had a uh, six points and four rebounds in this game. Um, you know, just trying to get as much size on the on the floor as he can. Uh, Kyron Lindsay, of course, standing at six eight, 
Robert James six seven. So those are two guys, two biggest guys that you have on the court playing for you. Yeah, um, I guess a lot of them playing at probably the same time. Undersize is an understatement for Texas Tech right now. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt, yeah. definitely small ball. Will you. it bite us? Will it say, bite man. us in the ass, man? Come March. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, perhaps. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. You know, Depends if, uh, on the matchup, you know. But yeah, never, never know with the matchups. Never know with the matchups. But yeah, you know, I was, I was thoroughly impressed with, uh, especially the limited minutes that both Chiron and Robert Jenks have had. It's been, it's been season. nice to see Lindsay this, uh, these past couple games. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy uh, that we're actually using them. I mean, it is much needed help. <laughs> in mm-hmm. the size department in that regard. So, and uh, to his credit, he's actually. Um, He's actually contributing. You know what I mean? Uh, not bad for a kid that's a freshman, I believe. If correct me if uh, I'm wrong. Retro freshman, yeah. Or retro freshman, right? So, yeah, not bad. Uh, what makes me happy is that um, considering that uh, Grant McCaslin likes to recruit a lot in the Dallas area, right? And I believe he's from Denton in that area. So, you know, if he's getting minutes, it might convince some of those younger kids that are looking at us that, hey, they might get some minutes too their first year. That's always a, a welcoming sign when you try to throw that for the recruitment later. Just a little tidbit there. But his his game has been progressing, and I, I can't wait to see it, you know, improve a little more. I, I'm hoping he gets more minutes come – towards the end of the season because yeah. our bench isn't deep right now. And if we could add him to the equation, that just makes us more dangerous, man. So yeah, it's been, it's been nice to see Lindsay. Yeah. And in this game, one of the notable lines in it was the second chance points that Iowa state has. Iowa state, of course, been following them all year. You know, they like to force teams to turn the ball over, like to force mistakes. Uh, and Texas tech really fell into that. You know, they, they were turning the ball over, making mistakes, errant passes, um, just you know weren't weren't playing very well. And that's why Iowa State does. That's what they do defensively. They do it to frustrate you, and um, that's why they're a, a top ten ranked team. Uh, but one notable thing in this game was the second chance points. Iowa State had twenty four second chance points off of turnovers. Um, Texas Tech, you had zero. Nice zero, or no points us. off turnovers? Yeah, sorry, not second chance points. Points off turnovers. 24 for Iowa State, zero for Texas Tech. Uh, Iowa State only had six turnovers in this game. Where you, uh, let me see, I don't, not quite. Oh, uh, you had 16. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it, uh, it. shows, it shows the, the end result shows who won. So if you absolutely. just look at that stat right there, you, you know who won the game. But I mean, like, it's, it's cool. Like, how, how do you actually feel, though, about it, Jonah? Like, let me just ask, like, what are your emotions towards Iowa State? Were you just indifferent watching it? Did you just, were you just like, eh, like, if we compete? You know, like, was there any was, point where you're like, there's hope for you, you know what I mean, while watching that game? I mean. Well, I, I could tell you when I lost hope was when they were down 16. They <laughs> 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 down 16 early. I was uh, pretty well checked out. I was like, all right, I'm just going to go watch Chelsea versus Man City. Uh, let's turn over to that. <laughs> turn over to that game going on right Heck now. Yeah. Kind of had enough of this so far. Uh, but I was, yeah, I was happy they were able to rally back though. Um, and you know, as far as like how I feel towards Iowa State, I mean, their fans are fantastic. You know, the fans are passionate. They're really, really pretty cool on Twitter. I got nothing bad to say about that fan base or or the team. You know, I just you can't help but wonder what the score would have been. Uh, now, do we win if Warren Washington's on the floor? No. Maybe, maybe not. No, nah, you know? probably not. Never really know. know, though. Uh, but we can make an argument, man. Definitely would have helped. 
you know, definitely would have helped. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know, man. That one's tough. I think that one just yeah. goes too, too. It's too big of an if, especially yeah. in Big Twelve. Too big Absolutely. of an if for me. I, 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 I don't think he makes a difference. I, I also, don't. this is what I kind of don't like about the Big Twelve expansion. I'm all for the teams joining in. Always love it, mm-hmm. but. What I don't like is that it's not a true round robin anymore. Yeah. It's typically you lose this game. It's like, okay, whatever. We get them in Lubbock in a few weeks um, or like next week, something like that. And we'll see how we fare there because, you know, that that's always a nice thing to have. You know, we didn't, mm-hmm. we don't get, uh, we don't get out of state in Lubbock this year. That That's our one shot. Uh, but on the flip side, that positive side of that, we don't got to go to Kansas or go to K State. So also another positive. So very true. It's it's the give and take there, you know. But you, you kind of can't help but wonder those uh, those two things. But and also another reason why we're just absolutely lit up was uh was a uh, Keyshawn Gilbert just absolutely went off against you, man. This guy was virtually unstoppable. Had a career. I don't think it was a career night, but definitely had a good night. Feels <laughs> like everyone's having a career a night. Twenty four points, us, man. eight rebounds, five assists. Yeah. That's that's pretty the best good. the best the best teams in the country you know their best players just want to show out against us right God damn. oh yeah Golly, uh, bro he did just you that. Get Gilbert you got uh, what was his name Sneed or Schned Sneed whatever oh, from Shed. Houston Shed from Houston yeah. that guy yeah fucking who was it for Kansas Dickinson probably uh Dickinson didn't really have a great game nobody from Kansas had a great game against us. That's true. So. We did win, so that's that's always a bright <laughs> spot, right? We didn't really talk about that one, but yeah. Um, I'm just naming off some of the best players. Uh, you right? go with uh, Ali Khalifa from uh, BYU. I hit him out of nowhere, first yeah. of all. <laughs> he's not a scorer, and he got like 19 on us. Uh, so. Yeah, uh, him out of nowhere, which is surprising. Um, funny enough, uh, when we get into this, uh, the next game against TCU, you have uh, Anderson going off against us with threes, man, and the announcers were talking yeah. about how he, that's not even his game. <laughs> He doesn't shoot threes, but it's cool, man. Everybody just wants to have a career night against us, I guess. Dude, we We're just have that, that team, good man. of a de- we just have that good of a defense where they're just like, you know what? If we could show out against Texas Tech, the scouts are watching. Maybe I don't know. I'll take it as a compliment. They they, they want to try their best so hard because our defense is the best in the Big Twelve. That's how that's how I take it. Whenever they go off against our us. defense is not <laughs> the Big Twelve, buddy. I'm sorry, man. It's, it's we're not uh, we're not, we're not how, there anymore. You that's know, how we I'm have framing it, Jonah. Since that's been framing it. dethroned. These these guys want to play their best offensive night against us because we have that good of a defense, man. I'm telling you, they just want to they want to beat the best. <laughs> they just got PTSD, and so they just want to go off because they know like the years when we locked them down. So gosh, <laughs> so anyway, I guess we'll go ahead and move on to the next game against TCU. This one was definitely one that you're really happy that you won against. Um, you know, got to got the revenge game against TCU after losing there in four. The game you really felt like you should have won if TCU just didn't go lights out from three. Um, mm-hmm. In this game, they did not. But see the difference too. Neither right? did you so. either. To be fair, you did not either. Uh, and plus, Warren Washington was out in this game, but TCU also did have their big man out as well. So, kind of was. I'd say probably even matchup as well. You you were at home. The crowd was rocking there. I will say, uh, watching it was loud. Home, dude. Yeah, like you could tell the crowd was 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 rocking. But there were times when it really wasn't, you know. And especially like when we were only down by like 
you know, two or three points in the game. And like the crowd wasn't rocking. It wasn't hyped. It wasn't, you know, energetic. I was a big concern yeah. why that, that, we weren't yeah. hearing the defensive chant at some points, especially at during critical moments of the game when we were getting close and or tying, you know, because we didn't lead for a good majority of that game. We probably yeah. led for like less than a minute, if I'm being <laughs> honest. Well, yeah, like, we, we didn't leave like, for very long. It was uh, a lot of lead changes, a lot of ties. Like if you if you look at uh, the amount of times we led in that game accumulatively, yeah, it's probably less than a minute, man. Like anytime. Nah, I mean, it was it, it was more than that. I think saying. about well, I don't know, man. Think about it. There was, I mean, we had their number at the beginning of the game, right? It's probably like 23-22. and then they kind of stretch it out to that thirty point lead at that point, and. Like at that point, we're just trying to tie, you know, you know, sc- yeah. tie it up with them before we go into halftime, which we do, which is great, right? But mm-hmm. like, yeah, I I don't think we led in that game for more than a minute, which is crazy because we still won. So hey, shout out to us and our resiliency, you know. Absolutely, so- <laughs> you know, this was this was a nail biter from start to yeah. finish, and I yeah. will say the intensity that was played in this game on both sides. And the announcers were alluding to it as well. I mean, it really felt like it was a tournament game, like a Big 12 tournament or March Madness tournament game because they, they were playing at a very fast and physical pace. And It's it's you know, always nice to hard. hear the announcers, uh, the announcers kind of uh, uh, validate Big yeah. 12 basketball. It, it, it always makes, makes me so happy because, like, that's a huge selling point for our conference, considering that mm-hmm. a couple of years ago people thought we were going to go under like the Pac-12. <laughs> but we're ha-ha! look at us now, baby. But yeah, I know it's it's so validating when the the announcers are saying how great of an atmosphere, and it's even funny too because they they say it as well. They're like, "This is even the best of the best of the Big 12, ladies and gentlemen." <laughs> In my heart, we are, but they might be on to something. Like it's definitely not the. The, the cream of the crop and it's still that intensive a game like it's it's a joy yeah. to watch and yeah man it's i can only imagine in person but through the tv like yeah i feel i feel it right i'm sure you feel it jonah if there were oh, any yeah, moments definitely. in your seat that you were uh you know <laughs> letting out some emotions letting out some screams i imagine <laughs> jonah's a, a yeller at the tv guys if, if in case y'all don't know he's very much a, a couch coach he's very much a couch coach you know, uh, armchair can, quarterback, armchair, armchair quarterback. point guard. Yep. So no, he knows that. what's going on. He 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 knows the plays we should be running that we're not <laughs> from the couch. Right. <laughs> um. By the way, I'm not a yeller. Like I don't yell at the TV. Like occasionally I'll have the I'll have a flare up, but unless uh, it's the Saints. Oh, Saints are garbage. <laughs> don't even get it started. No, don't. Like, we're not talking about that right now. Okay, <laughs> okay Jonah's not a yeller, supposedly. Allegedly. Allegedly. allegedly that's what he's saying. Yeah. Well, watch the game with me, buddy. You know, you'll find out. Uh, I have. But, we live together. <laughs> anyways, moving on. Uh, yeah, for on. what? Three wanna, years? Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you want to <laughs> talk about the stats, I'm, I know you like bringing up the stats. This is a good game all around. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a good game. You know, obviously both sides did not shoot very well from three. Texas Tech, six to 22, 27% from the three point range. TCU, five and 19, 26% from three point range. Uh, from hey, the field, the TCU plan, shooting 42%. Texas Tech shooting 39% from the field overall. Uh, really, what got Texas Tech though was, in fact, free throws. Free throws shooting eighty-five percent to TCU's only seventy-six percent. Texas Tech going twenty-four, twenty-eight from the line. 
led by, of course, uh, the man who really struggled in the first half and to be honest, kind of struggled the last couple games really was Pop Isaac. This guy in the second half just absolutely went off. He had 19 points, six six rebounds, four assists. Mm -hmm. Uh, Was just absolutely balling out uh, in the the second half. Led you in scoring. Followed by uh, Kerwin Walton with 14 points, one rebound, no assists. Uh, Darian Williams, 14 points, seven rebounds. Dude, this guy just gets bored and one assist. Uh, and then, of course, Joe Toussaint, who also had 14 points, one rebound, and seven assists in this game. Off the bench, Chance McMillan, nine points, going uh, going oh, just one of four from three-point range, which is... Alluded to him earlier, but that boy odd, Lindsay. But, you know, that boy uh, did Lindsay. also have four rebounds and one assist as well. Coming up. And Let me hear the young cat. Uh yeah, uh, Kyron Lindsay really really solid yeah, game. Uh, had a couple really good buckets, uh, some and one opportunities as well that really got the Just crowd fired up. Got to hit your free throws, man. Just yeah, hit those gotta, two gotta free do throws. that when two from the line. Got to work on that, Kyron. Yeah, but we'll we'll get there, man. We'll get there. Just we'll focus there, on man. playing right now. But yeah, we'll focus on the free throws a little bit later. We can fix that. Uh, mm-hmm. he had eight points, seven rebounds, one assist. Solid outing from him. And it's all around. I mean, this one was a nail biter from start to finish. Yeah. Like a lot of them have. I mean, how many one point wins are you going to have? You've already had three this year. Uh, one against Kansas State. You know, one against Oklahoma, which was really like a four point victory. They got a, a BS three at the very end. Didn't yeah, that, that, yeah. And then now TCU, you know, you're winning by like one point, one point, one point. And uh, I gotta say, like, bro, I need and like as. As uh, John Rostin would say, like, you better grab your nitroglycerin pills because you're going to need them. Okay? <laughs> like I, I needed them today. I didn't have them. I, I didn't think I Poor would. Jenna. That's why. Oh, man. <laughs> but, Poor Jenna. What do you mean? You think? We're coming, man, it's the end of the Big 12. Get ready for your blood pressure to be high and boiling, man. Like, Yeah, I guess it's my fault. Com- right? It's your fault. Like We're, what, five games left in the season? As of the recording of the today, I believe there are five uh, or four yeah, games left. Uh, we don't have very many. So, yeah, so it's like what we are as a team. This is what we are. Like the only thing I can hope for in these next coming five weeks is for us to just get healthy and stay healthy. Because yeah, um, five games I left. Think, um, I think uh, Jonah. I, um, you, we could we can make the argument you or me. Um, but I think this game. I think this is the one that solidifies our resume. Is uh, you know, finally. Punching our ticket officially into the dance. I, I I think after a win against TCU, against a formidable opponent, our rival, Bologna. against a good head coach, yeah, I I don't I don't see how it's not a, a guaranteed at this point. Which is awesome to say. Great job in Grab McCaslin, the Mac attack. The what do we call him? I forgot the, the Miracle Mac. Miracle Mac at the at the beginning of the season. Or That's McGaslin. not bad. McGaslin, okay. Although I don't know how I feel about being gaslit. <laughs> Mark Adams. Or, oh, I, I always like McCashland. That one didn't catch on That's the way bad. that McGaslin did, but I liked McCashland. McCashland is not bad. That's not yeah, I always like cool. that a little bit better. Mac Attack, Miracle Mac. Hey, he's doing a hell of a job this first year, man. He's yep. closing out games, and that's more than what we could say for the last season squad. Dude, just talk about a complete like 180. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Dude. Absolutely, my friends. I think I'm. I can confidently say now, like where we're at in the season, like we're a good basketball team, and we should make some noise in the tournament. We we really should. So, 
Yeah. Should yeah. be exciting. Should be exciting. But uh, with this game in mind, since we haven't, you know, officially round r- wrapped up the topic, um, how are how are you feeling about TCU, buddy? As far as um, as far as the win, as far as uh, the improvement, the progression goes for the team. Like, did are you feeling more confident now more than ever? Do you still want to go with the uh, with caution, considering what the expectation was at the beginning of the year? How are you looking at the season so far as a whole? I would say we're just a bit past the midway point, right? Coming down to we're probably oh, three yeah, we're quarters well of the way the there. So. We've got five games left. Three, this season, yeah, so. we're three quarters of the way. Well, to me, to me, midway would still be now because the beginning of the season tournament. to me doesn't really it doesn't really start to the tournament, right? Like everything up until this point is like build your resume and um, learn how to finish because that's what you need in in, in tournament in tournament play. So. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I, 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 I present the question. How, how you feeling now? How, have the expectations grown for you? Do you still want to be a little caution? You don't want to throw. Yeah, I mean, I, to the wind or. Yeah, I mean, like I think that you are a good enough team to compete with anybody that you go against, whether it be mm-hmm. a unranked team or whether it be a top 10 team i think you walk in every game with an expectation to win and as a fan when i see texas because I, I didn't like i didn't write off that like yeah we kind of presume that okay going to play iowa state and Ames was going to be a tall task but definitely not an impossible one you know yeah I mean, yeah they're undefeated there sure. this year but you know there's always a chance to be the first one to to knock them down um, I mean, hell, what is it? UConn just went down, right? Yeah, UConn so, went down as well, too. Um, you know, hella number one seeded teams going badly. down. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> yeah. Talk about a lopsided victory on that one. So. Yeah, and so <laughs> you know, it, it, it's 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 tough to say. You know, I I I, 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 I even though like yeah, we probably weren't going to win that game. I mean, when it got down to the stretch of it, and you're like, oh, we could pull this off. Like, I absolutely 100 felt like. We could pull that off, you know. Um, I'm not gonna say like, oh, if we had won Washington, we would have done that. I mean, maybe, you know, sure. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna make that excuse. Like, oh, if we had won Washington, we would have won. Like, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not gonna make that. You, you play with the guys that you have on the team, guys who are healthy, and you go with that. I'm not gonna make any excuses as far as that goes. But yeah, I mean, I, I see. I, I don't see a team that we can't beat. Essentially, that we don't have the capability mm-hmm. of beating remaining on our schedule. You know, we have every capability of doing so, especially if you kind of look down our schedule. You know, we got UCF come up this weekend, a game that I will be at, be in Orlando, uh, repping the double T out there in Florida, which I'm super excited about, by the way. Nice, nice. Uh, By the way, shout out to UCF fans on Twitter. They have really uh, helped me out, kind of planning my uh, little vacation that, uh, that are going on this uh, this weekend, so okay, cool. uh, giving me a lot of good destinations to go to outside of, of course, you know, Disney World and uh, Universal and stuff like that. I like some uh, local spots and uh, some spots like you know around campus. Um, you know, just kind of checking everything out. You know, some uh, really really interesting places. So I'm I'm actually really excited about this and um, for really coming through and giving me a lot of different recommendations to go to in Orlando. And of course, you know, a lot to do out there in Orlando. So um, yeah, sh- big shout out to the to the UCF. Uh, Shout out to UCF. I, I was so happy when we included y'all into the Big 12. I got to be honest. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we got UCF, Texas, Chibi. You know, you got them at home. Last time we're going to play. You know, I know Texas coming off a bit of a rent. Texas is always wanna, a tough team. You don't want to drop a dud. Can't quite, uh, one, sure. can't quite put your finger on, but, you know, 
definitely don't want to lose that game. Yeah, go play at Let's West Virginia, them. and you play at Let's Oklahoma State, them. two of the worst teams in the Big 12, and they come home against Baylor to round off the season on March 9th, the day before my birthday. So West Virginia and Oklahoma State should be victories, we'll say. You know, but you you do struggle. Uh, not struggled uh, in West Morgantown. Virginia, I was <laughs> you say, have struggled in Morgantown a lot. Screw us a bit. So, uh, and who knows? Maybe Oklahoma State just decides that you know, it's the end of the year it doesn't really matter. It's just play basketball and not really fighting for anything at this point. Maybe they decide hey, nothing, to nothing more dangerous. Screw than around and, and upset us, loose. man. Yeah. So, and then yeah, on the ninth you got. Home against Baylor. I think Baylor's probably the toughest opponent you have left. Um, no doubt. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree too. The 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 dark horse in there that'll be the thorn in our side. I think is West Virginia out yeah. of those uh, out of the five. Just because for whatever reason, Morgantown they have, they have a great environment too. Um, not Iowa State, but it's it's definitely up there. They'll they'll get in your ear. They will affect the play of game. Uh, momentum is killer. So, yeah, man, I mean, other than those two teams, though, like, I, I feel like you're right. We should more or less win win these next ones. Let's sweep Texas, send them out of the Big 12 with yeah. losses and L's, baby. That's what I'm uh, actually probably most nervous about them, is, you know is the I mean? Texas game. Uh, mostly Are because you, I, I want to win that game. Like, I, I, mean, I, I don't want to get sent out with a loss against Texas, you know. Fair enough. Um, I guess – uh. I mean, let's say in a perfect world, I know you might be a little worried about Texas just because of like it's their last game against us. Obviously, we beat them last time we played them and it was on their home field. That was a game that we did steal. So that's uh, that's that was really important, especially at the beginning of our season, because it kind of showed us who we were as a team. Right. Uh-huh. I, I get being nervous, but I, I don't think Texas is. Uh, they're they're good, but I, I don't think they're gonna give us that big of a fit. Like I mean, I expect them to play, but I expect us to win. Like I'm truly not worried about Texas. Like I'm, I'm really not. I mean, watch them. Watch, watch me eat my words, because of course <laughs> I do. <laughs> of course I always do. But I mean, you can tell me why you're feeling a bit worried about Texas, Jonah. But I don't uh, know if no, there really just is just as a fan perspective. About, I man. just I. I, I let, let me, already let me went out with loss in football. I don't want to see God loss in basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just from a standpoint of that, do you, you know, think like, it makes? Do you think those conversations happen in the locker room? Absolutely you not. Think, you don't think <laughs> this is purely yeah, a fan not. perspective? Purely a fan thing. Like, yeah. do you think uh, McCaslin's in there talking about how his uh, former, I guess, a, a coworker, right? They at Baylor, they did. They were coworkers at Baylor, I believe. Um, you think Who, they're him and uh, Ron and Terry? Yeah, uh, I believe they were a part of the same coaching tree. The the Stoops I might be wrong. Uh, Drew, on that one. Drew, yeah, not, not Drew. Stoops. That was the last one. Yeah. So you think <laughs> uh, you think they're, they're probably uh, the talking tree, to the team? But I know they definitely coached against they each other together. in the conference USA. I, I swore they worked together at one point. They were yeah. they were coworkers. I'd have for to look that up, but I know they definitely coached That's, against each other in uh, conference USA when he was at. The UK. point I'm trying to make though is, you think they're in their players' ears, like let's beat my former team or my former coworker, or let's send that Texas out with an L or no, you, you no. think that you think the players though, you think they hear it, you think they you, they think about it, like do you think it no. affects the game? In the slightest at all. Like, are, no. you, are you 100% this is just your fanhood being a little worried? This is my fanhood being a little worried. <laughs> I don't like, know, man. Not a lot. 
But I feel I feel, I feel like I feel like they do pay attention. Just a pay little attention, bit. sure, but whether you listen or not, it's a different thing. Fair enough. Entirely. But uh Is there yeah. is there ever been a game where you're like, damn, I felt like they listened a little too much to the <laughs> to the hype? I felt like that was most of the, the football noise? season. Yeah. I think honestly, I think that was like the story of the football season where everyone just yeah. listen to the noise. I'm happy our team isn't doing it this season, which is why I'm saying don't be fucking worried, buddy. We're gonna roll <laughs> Texas, we're gonna eat we're gonna eat Bevo, okay? I don't think he shows up at the basketball court, but we're gonna eat Bevo. And we're gonna do some horns down and kick them out, man. We got them at home, right? Let's let's Absolutely. let's beat the shit out of Texas, man. Come on now, like there's nothing to be worried about with that team. With that said, all of that said, our record. What do you think? Do you think we're 22, 22 and seven, 22 and eight, 23 um, and eight? Currently, and seven. conference play. You're sitting at eight and five, 19 and seven overall. Um, with the remaining guys that you have on your schedule. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get into the UCF game here in just a minute, but I feel like that one's pretty favorable. Uh, the only one I'm seeing that's not necessarily in your favor and the other one that I think could maybe give you some trouble is probably, um, it's probably Baylor and West Virginia. I think that one's going to give you some, our last two trouble. games, but either way, I think you can at least reach 10 wins, which will absolutely solidify. In fact, I think you're pretty much well already solidified in the, in I mean, the, we're fourth, bro. In March we're Madness. fourth in the conference, man. We're fourth You're, in the uh, conference. Currently, I think on Joe Lenardi, he has you as a six seed. Bleacher Report has you as a five seed. I think CBS also has, also has Texas Tech as a six seed in the tournament. So I feel like you're pretty much Not all bad. lock at this point. But it does feel mm-hmm. better to get some more wins, really build up that resume, see if you can get a higher seeding. Um, I feel like Texas Tech is good enough to get five, even four seed. If you win out, four seed, absolutely. Uh, not a uh, not out of the uh, um, not n- not out of the realm of possible. Not out of the realm, yeah. I yeah, guess you, man. But uh, getting to the uh, UCF game, though, Texas Tech currently not favored in this game. Uh, they're giving UCF a fifty-two. Uh, ESPN match predictors giving UCF a fifty-two percent chance to win this game. Uh, getting to some team stats, Texas Tech has uh does average more points seventy-six to UCF seventy-one. Give up just a little bit more, 68 to UCF 67. Uh, Texas shoots a little bit better from the field, 45% to UCF 41%. Uh, rebounds slightly less, uh, UCF 38, uh, average 38 rebounds a game, Texas Tech 35. Texas Tech, of course, not a very good rebounding team. We have known this. Uh, do you yeah, have more assists, though? <laughs> do you have more assists per game, 15 to UCF's 12? Uh, UCF gets a little more blocks, really mostly due to one player. And steals. They actually do steal the ball a lot more than you do at eight steals per game. Pickpocket, say. Uh, six per game. How, how's UCF been as a team? I know they had the huge win early in the season against Kansas, right? Or was it Kansas State? Yes. Was it Kansas? They, uh, right? One at home against Kansas. One of them, right? So, yeah, obviously, Kansas, like. Yeah. But uh, I haven't really heard too much since then. Like, I mean, I, they've had some close games for sure, and they've had a couple of blowouts as well. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so I mean, they were, how are they looking overall, wise? Like, um, yeah, Kansas is we, currently thirteen. Match up well, the thirteen and twelve, uh, for non-conference play. They have um, you know, they they've had a pretty, you know, I, I would say like tough time adjusting. They are coming off of. Four straight losses right now, starting with UCF Texas is? Tech. Uh, not to, yeah. Uh, okay. Starting starting with Texas Tech back on um, back in what was it 
early February, January at this point. Late, yeah, late January. Um, mm. you know, lost to BYU in a close in a close game. Lost Cincinnati in a very close game. Lost on the road to to West Virginia. Um, you know, they're they're really looking to um, and they're favored right now just because yeah, of the um, home. The, well, the matchup predictor has them as a as favored because they I think they've beaten they've beaten like three or four ranked teams at home this year. So yeah, it's it's, it's been they, they've been a really interesting. What's interesting what's team. the record at home, Jonah? Do you have that? Well, pull it up, Jamie. I'm joking. Uh, but what, <laughs> Jamie, can you pull that up real quick? <laughs> pull it up real quick. <laughs> Do you, well, what's the uh, record? I don't know the record at home, at home but yeah, I know they huh? beat Kansas at home. They if they're a home field uh, spot, then yeah, the Oklahoma I guess at home that would be a little a little worried on that on that regard. But I mean, I've seen them take just as many losses as they have important wins so um i don't know i mean i don't obviously we don't want to walk in there with our head too high and think we're just gonna roll over them but i mean I, I, are you nervous slightly a little bit well i don't want to fly all the way to orlando and watch my team lose like i did in utah <laughs> um, Hey, you don't get the backdrop game. either this time, man. It's a stadium, so you don't get the now, nice mountain. They will have you, their right? big uh, big center uh Diallo back in this game. They didn't have him last time. Text uh, ah, last time he came to Lubbock, Warren, but they right? will have him there. Uh he's a blocking machine. Um, so he is uh yeah, he's gonna be big factor. Hopefully Warren Washington's healthy in this game and he can play, but I'm just gonna go on the assumption he's probably not. Just time okay. that way. So, um, yeah, I think Texas Tech, if you just, you know, don't try to do anything fancy, don't try to do anything you really haven't done because you you can win on the road. I mean, you won the road against Texas, you won the road against Oklahoma, you've played in tough environments. UCF's coming, uh, is is on a losing streak right now. Mm -hmm. Everything's pointing to that it's going to be a good game, but yeah, definitely one that Texas Tech should win, but because of that. I, I just don't know. It, it, it definitely <laughs> any road game. No, nah, man, I I get you. I get you for sure. Like, been a gauntlet all year. This shouldn't come with any surprise. Um, I guess what would be more surprising to you if Tech actually wins with a a double point lead or a a, a six five point lead, or would it be more surprising if we blow them out? Like, what, what would you? Oh, what way would more you surprising. Expect, man? If we blow them out, if we blow them out, way more surprising. Okay, absolutely. Never know, man. That's why I ask. Sometimes basketball is weird. It's a game of runs, game of momentum, man. If we get the, it all really depends on that first half. I hope we start off hot like we did against TCU because, I buddy. I mean, you tell me, but uh, we we struggle to get it going usually in the first half. Usually at the beginning of games, yeah. and lately, lately, we, uh, we're second lately half team. we've been <laughs> we've been doing better. We've been doing way better, or we did better TCU wise. Like, yeah, we actually, I mean, you know, when you've had games where you've been down by large margins, like let's take K State and BYU, um, mm-hmm. games where you, you really felt like it was over but you come back and won those games you know e- each time uh, even Oklahoma you were down pretty big against Oklahoma you came back to win that game you know mm-hmm. and you know that frustrates coaches that frustrates the whole team the fans of course um, now that you have a history of doing that UCF now knows that any lead they have against you is not a safe lead 
but and Texas Tech also knows that no matter how much we're down by, we can still fight back. We've been down by more. We can come back and win this game. Like, this, this is no problem. Mm. This is a fucking Tuesday for us, you know. Like <laughs> it's, it, it, it's easy uh, for them. So uh, what? Only down by six at half? It's child's play, dude. You know, <laughs> like that, no, that's, that's kind of like the yeah. mentality you have. So is there? You know, it, it's it's tough to say. I really am hoping Texas Tech comes out with a win. I will of course be uh, repping the red and black, the double T there. I hope it's Orlando this weekend. I guess, uh, I guess for your sake, actually, since you'll be present, would you rather it be a close game or just a blowout? And you don't have to. Worry? I'd rather Texas Tech blow them out. No, <laughs> no, I don't want to hear that crowd getting hyped up. Oh gosh! And what's funny is I bought my tickets for this game uh, before UCF uh, played Kansas, and they were kind of looking like they were going to have a bad year. Uh, they beat Kansas, and now their tickets are fucking skyrocketing. <laughs> I wonder how much that ticket. How how much did you pay for the ticket? Can you say originally? Uh, for two tickets, I paid about hundred bucks total. That's not bad, actually. How much is it? How much are they going for now? Oh, I don't know. Probably a lot. <laughs> then you can flip it, bro. Just flip it and go watch it at a bar, bro. And then and then take the money that you flipped and then reinvest it and bet on Texas Tech. And then uh, you got your drinking money, man, for the rest nah. of the night. Nah, I'd rather go to the game. <laughs> yeah, go to the game, man. That's it's gonna be a cool experience. Yeah, so I'm excited though. It's actually my first uh, first basketball game outside of uh, uh, outside of Texas Tech, of course. And I've, I've seen Tech play at UT's stadium, their old stadium, not the Moody Center. Um, so yeah, it's my first Big Twelve um, like actual home uh, home game that I've been to outside of Lubbock. So nice sad about it sad about it for sure but yeah with that said should we go ahead and move on to our favorite segment of the week oh is it that time oh yeah is it that time is it is it can i kill the andre let's go baby our good vibes vibe of the week i'll let you lead it off zuni what you vibing with my friend so um I didn't get to do it last week. I guess I'm going to roll with it again. And then I'll <laughs> save my... <laughs> so last week, uh, I've been... Uh, lately, actually, y'all, uh, I've um, been after, you know, I've been after some memories. I've been after some childhood um, uh, things of mine. And by that, I mean some old some old little Nintendo games. I don't have it on me, but I, I, I've been buying me some, some retro gaming lately. I've been buying some stuff that are... Feeding into that nostalgia for me, right? And that would really be my good vibes, by the way. Just, just revisiting something from your childhood that just gives you those little happy moments of just pureness, just that pure innocence where that moment in, in, in time, that item was your world. You know, like I bet everybody has something like that, something like that to an extent, whether it be like a little doll or maybe an old camera, you know, something, maybe a little tea house they used to play with. I don't know. Some people have it for Legos, but I mean, mine, you know, I, I played a lot on my little handhelds, my Game Boys back in the day. So that's, that's my, my, one of my nostalgia factors is that. So that's something I went out and bought, bought myself a little Nintendo game. Uh, been letting my girl play it too. She's never played one of them. It's actually a Kirby game. Shout out to the Kirby fans if there are any, but yeah, man, that'd be my good vibe vibe of the week. Just, you know, dabbing a little bit back into that childhood, into that little essence of innocence where the world was just brighter, you know? Absolutely. So that'd be my good vibe vibe of the week, 
man. What about you, Jen? Makes How you nostalgia, feeling? man. That's that's awesome. Heck dude. yeah, man. It's always nice, especially when it's you know it's something that's tangible. I don't know, but lately everything's just so like digital that you know whenever you have something physically in your hand, it's nice. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. That's a good one, man. That's a really good one. I like that. Thanks I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, my goodbye of the week is actually gonna be something different from what I had last week. Is it is it food related? No, it's not food related. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, my good vibes vibe of the week is um, an interesting one. One I feel like you may have to think about. Um, it's cutting out bad friendships and just noticing the difference level in the less the lack of additional stress that you may have in your life. Um, mm-hmm. This is something that's happened uh, a little over a year ago. Uh, we, me and one of my friends, um, who we've been, we've been friends for a very long time, we're very close. Um, and, you know, they got into an altercation with somebody else I'm also really close with. Um, nothing had to do with me. You know, long story short, they got mad at me for not, um, you know, doing said thing that they wanted me to do. Uh, which, by the way, this, uh, if, if I tell you the full thing, get into detail with it, I had nothing to do with anything that happened between this person and the other person. I was just friends with both of them. That's yeah, it. This was a good vibe. Where are you That's it. with this? So, uh, uh, no, it's, 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 <laughs> no, it's it's cutting that out. Like, they were a gotcha, person that gotcha. definitely adds a lot more. Um, a lot. Like a, little I don't want to say toxicity. I don't want to say toxic. Like, they weren't a toxic person, but definitely were the were type of person like, your problem is now their problem. And they had a lot of problems, mm. you know? Like, everything had to be, like, not just their problem, but also your problem. I had to, uh, you you had to carry the burden with them, essentially. Yeah. And, you know, after doing that for a long time and then now noticing over this past year or so, I've had way less problems. I've been <laughs> a lot stress-free. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I've been stress-free, but I've been a lot less stressed Junior, you're uh, saying you're after telling not me having talked to this not, person for a long time. When, so when you're not worrying about somebody's problems, yeah, you, you feel like you have less problems. Yeah, exactly. I'm happy for you, buddy. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy for that realization. <laughs> you know, and that's I, I get what you're saying. I've noticed bro. for a while now. I just, just mess around. It's just, it just popped in my head recently. Thing. You know, it's a good thing to do for sure. Yeah, and you know, like, not not to say like this person was toxic, but like, I've definitely had toxic friendships that I cut out, and honestly, could not have done it sooner. Yeah, I'm sure we've all felt like that, though. You know, we've all had, yeah. you know, whether it be a toxic boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever your relationship ends, and you're like, oh wow, life's a lot better now that I don't have to deal with all of that. Um, we, we've all kind of had that, and we've all felt that. Um, you know, like a weight's been lifted off your shoulders. Like you, you don't have that monkey on your back anymore. And, and that's, that's such a good feeling. I, I feel like we don't talk about enough, you know, uh, no one really brings up a lot. So that's actually my vibe. That's my good vibe. Huh. That's that's a good point. Actually, it's definitely one yeah, that's, about, it's like very, it's very, it's very liberating. Like it's yeah. almost like you can just, it's almost like instant weight off your shoulders. Especially mm-hmm. when you're, I, I I definitely get that when you're around that type of energy and somebody's always bringing forth that type of energy. Like, man, I'm all for helping my friends and and all that jazz, right? But like, you're right. There's just sometimes you gotta you gotta cut it off just for your own mental health. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, there's absolutely. nothing nothing selfish about that. 
I commend you, commend the people that are, you know, resilient enough to withstand such a friendship. But the once once you leave it or put it put it to rest for a bit, I'm happy you you feel better now, buddy. Because yeah, you know, your 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 emotions are also valid, <laughs> man. They're they're also important too. You know, what I mean? all for helping people, but like, hey, you gotta you gotta take care of your temple first. Sometimes you yeah, feel so. Gotta, you can't help people if they don't want to help themselves too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm into that one. Yeah, or if they don't want to be helped, or if you're the one that's always giving advice and they don't take it, that's always annoying. <laughs> yeah, I bet that one. That's broken. They're still running the same problems, you know, and they come to you with advice, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Well, you didn't take it last time, so you know, is what it is." But yeah, that, that, that's my vibe. But like I said, it's one you kind of have to think about, kind of have to go back. But a liberating vibe, so liberating say. vibe. Yes, yes, definitely. Zuni, any trivia for me this week? Any trivia this week? Hey, Jonah, when was the last time we made the Big 12 tournament and was ranked? 2022? 2022. Did we? We were ranked? I meant like ranked for the tournament, like actual seat. What do you mean? It wasn't 2022. I'm pretty sure it was 20. Uh, Not Big 12 tournament, the, the tournament, the actual big dance. When we were ranked? Heading into the big dance. Yeah. Last time we had a seed heading into the big dance. It's fine. It was supposed to be a we're, trick question. There's was... three seed heading into the big dance until 22. 20. Which, by what the way, according to Rich Hollenberg and last night's game, we hadn't made the tournament in four years. I didn't realize 2022 was four years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know last that's why felt I was like re- an eternity, that's, but that's, come on that's now. Why I, that's why I brought it up, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Because I heard the same little the tidbit on the announcer as well. I was like, he said four years ago. I was like, what? what? I was like, it has not been that long. Like, I know. I was like, I swore we have Chris Beard. Like, he made the tournament every year after his first year, I believe. Right? So, yeah. hold up. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, that, that, that was annoying. <laughs> that yeah, was really so uh, that was my one trivia question. I wanted to see if you – I was going to – Proceed to allude to the announcer, okay. but you actually okay. you you beat me to it. So <laughs> no, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Thanks, man. But yeah, that'd be the one this week. <laughs> gotcha, brother. Gotcha. Um, well, if that's all you got today, I think we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up there. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate you guys listening. Remember to always keep the vibes high and the guns up for Nathan Zuniga. And with us in spirit, Nesta Martinez, I'm Joni Young saying so long, and we'll see you next time here on the Lone Raider Podcast. Bye-bye.